You're listening to the Imago Day podcast with Joseph Terry. So welcome back, Reverend Ortiz. Good to have you back on the show. How are you feeling these days? Um, feeling great. Thanks be to God. It's an honor and privilege to be here once again. Mm. So we start with the question of pleasure. The Christian life uh, is the life of the cross, mm. right? The cruciform life. Yet, uh, by virtue of the promise of Christ, uh, we are granted a joy and a peace, which is really a foretaste of heaven that this world um, does not have access to. And so there, there seems to be intention there um, that we are at once living out of the eschatological hope um, with the visceral presence of joy and peace and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives now and the here and now as pilgrims on earth. Um, yet we are in that we were called to live the ascetic life where, mm -hmm. where we are saying no to various petite transitory pleasures for the greater yes in various contexts. Um, what does that tension look like for you as a believer, as a pastor? Um, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's always, always been a, a contextual and timely reality for every single individual, every single disciple since the onset of, of Christianity. And um, it, it is quite remarkable that <clears throat> the Apostle Paul will have so much and so many sophisticated things from a, a psycho-emotional, psychosexual perspective to say about, mm. about human nature and and. And this struggle between, you know, flesh and spirit, and, mm -hmm. and this this very mysterious tug of war that that takes place subjectively, and that who knows who knows to what extent is a is uh, uh, some type of correspondence with the uh, external mm -hmm. tug of war between mm -hmm. good and evil. And, you know, I, I'm always reminded of, of Luther saying that the devil is the master of the many arts and, mm. and Luther and the reformers sticking to the word sophistry mm. to say whatever they, that the volumes that they, that they did say about the devil's work and temptations and whatnot. And I say that to say that when I think of the struggle uh, between flesh and spirit, I mm. I, I think of <clears throat> of uh, the the scheming of of temptations, really wanting to co-opt a good into um into some type of de deformed entity that mm. is alien to certainly the baptismal identity of the believer. Right. So, you know, for, for instance, we, we take the word uh, lost, mm. uh, which we know in the Old Testament is <clears throat> moral 
neutral. It only means desire. It means it, it need not mean sinful desire. Hmm. And then that very idea gets picked up in the New Testament and is presented squarely in the negative, already meaning inordinate lust. Um, so maybe that has to do with the fact that in, in Jesus Christ, you know, the, the law once external has been made internal and that things have certainly become more pointed and that, and here's where I, where I really want to get to that, that, that it is impossible to natural man to transcend himself unto the things of God. For that very reason, the Holy Spirit of God is imputed in the life and the heart and the mind of the believer so that what is impossible is now made not just possible, but actual. Mm. And now the believer is invested in this baptismal calling of cultivating these spiritual disciplines uh, not to the end of of some type of moralism but to the end of offering morality as a gift of praise hmm. unto God almighty and so that 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 then that then is how the human body of the believer becomes um, becomes the site of the cult unto Christ. It sounds a little weird. It's, it's as if the, the body is transmuted into gift to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Offering to God. And that's important because what, what happens there is that then, then we become quite existentially, quite literally, quite physically the register the register of the sufferings still mm. lacking to the body. Mm. So, so then, so then you're, I think you're absolutely right. The, the, the Christian life is a, by default, by design, by decreed, by calling, by baptism, by definition, uh, it is a spiritually disciplined mm. life. Mm. And, and the Holy Spirit, in no uncertain terms, is out to set us apart from the non-rudiments of natural living, which, which are, are out to, to, to masticate um, the, the truism of discipline and have those suppl be supplanted by some type of libertinism where now it is the 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 naturalness of the instinctive self that is not just influencing but lording mm. <clears throat> it's interesting because this this conversation with regards to discipline particularly disciplining the flesh if such a thing is even possible in spiritual, uh, in Christian spirituality. Um, but, but regardless, it, it brings me back to Aristotle's uh, work, Nicomachean Ethics, 
where he begins to uh, articulate a vision of the virtuous life and doing so by initially stating that all actions are aimed at some good and virtually every person desires eudaimonia in Greek, the, the full life, the happy life. Mm -hmm. And that he says, if given a survey, it would seem that the vast majority of people, the populace, uh, um, locate happiness in a through or, or can discover happiness through the uh, sort of sensual door of, of drinking and reveling and mm -hmm. you know sensual delight sex and all those things that pertain to the tantalization of the senses mm -hmm. and then he will go on to say with 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 human reason that if if we are to concern ourselves about higher goods we must then learn how to be disciplined to the degree in which we say no to the lesser goods for seasons mm -hmm. so that we can achieve the higher <clears throat> good so just just by way of example right the, the the student who desires a higher good and uh, by definition then the higher happiness of let's say a 4.0 gpa mm -hmm. uh, or, or or scholarships must learn how to say no to the partying, the drinking for seasons. Mm -hmm. They can't just throw themselves into that. Um, so, so with that, I mean, you know, you know, it's interesting. With that said, why not? I mean, just using an Aristotelian vision here, why not then throw ourselves once in a while? Seasonally. Uh, seasonally, <laughs> yeah, into... Uh, sex unhindered, mm -hmm. drinking unhindered. Mm -hmm. uh, why not um, enjoy the, the the fruit of the flesh? That's a that's a very good. Um, firstly, that's a that's a great <clears throat> synopsis of of that <clears throat> position and that philosophical um, school of thought. It's great in that <clears throat> it invites the the question of devotion and and true to the true to the systematic um, logic in that philosophy the the virtuous life is firstly attainable um, by way of uh, I suppose the right amount of willfulness. Mm. Um, I hear a lot there by way of covert and maybe not so covert stoicisms mm. where we kind of muscle our way into uh, the virtuous life by way of seasonal self-abstinence or self-negations mm. and, and the like. The great qualitative difference, however, is that a philosophical system such as the one just tabled <clears throat> really has no one on the other side of the line save the very self mm. that is due to receive or not the fruit or the curses, fruit of virtuous decisions, and sacrifices, curses of the lack thereof. Mm. Christianity has really nothing to do in that sense, in that respect. Right, right. Has little, if anything, to do 
with that approach mm-hmm. because that's not what devotion unto God in Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit is. And the other line of all of our beseechings and struggles and giving of ourselves to the spiritual disciplines, really we're not we're not looking for the virtual self, which is what's ironic. We're we're looking to to quite literally become what Paul in Romans tw- uh, chapter twelve calls um, um, a rational, a rational or reasonable um, um, act of spiritual worship. Hmm. So then, so then, what we are before is the truism of lordship. Frank, uh, simply the question is not are we virtuous or not, as important as that is. The hmm. real question is who are we virtuous for? Hmm. Hmm. And so then, then virtues are not an end in themselves. They're really not at, for as much good as, as we may reap f- from them. They're not an end in themselves. They are a means, and not and and mind you, we got to say this up front. They have nothing to do with being means unto justification. I'm not sure that they have much to to do with means unto sanctification, as much as uh, they reap certain practices of obedience mm-hmm. that honor. The truth, the truth of sanctification already given us in advance by by way of gift. Yeah, yeah but the po- the point the point we're trying to make is is the obvious point that there is this vast difference between um, the the virtuous life to the end of the virtuous life and the virtuous life to the end <clears throat> of um, mind you not showing ourselves approved none none of that just to the end of saying something as simple. And not so simple as thank you unto Christ. It's a, mm. it's a, it's what we're after, which is which is why very interesting. Probably past reckless sinners hmm. make optimal uh, Christ followers, because for us, <laughs> for hmm. us. The question of virtues has everything to do with the gratefulness of repentance, mm. which is something different than right. from the the aesthetics of, of the virtuous life to the end of attaining some sort of exalted self-image. Mm. So these are these are very important differences. Right. And then to that, I'd like to add that there's another huge, huge uh, point that needs to be added here. And that is that that when we pursue the virtuous life um, to the end of Christ, that really doesn't happen save by way of pursuing the virtuous life simultaneously to the end of the uh, of of servicing neighbor. And that is that is huge because because what the the attainment of the virtuous life cannot translate into mm. for the believer is some sort of separation code that mm. my my greater holiness by way of the attainment of these virtues separates me from the least <laughs> of these or something like that. Right, right. If anything, right. it should it should it should be it should make me become possessed 
of the missional compassion that makes me understand that 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 holiness, sanctification, you know, the sufferings of obedience, all of these mysteries and truths are are not even a, an end of in themselves. They are there that that I may model Christ unto the world. And so that there is yet another huge difference between the philosophical system and the, and the university of Christ, if I may so call it, <clears throat> where now all of these, all of these strivings um, are really um, um, other-centered, right. not self-centered. Right.